few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, America. Another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the line, this is your song. All right, welcome everybody to our daily gun show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for an hour. So, uh, to break up a discussion for the chat here in the pre-chat, um, so we have all kinds of things we can talk about. We don't have anything on the schedule today. It's Tuesday, so we usually talk about Second Amendment stuff. Uh, but let's introduce everybody. We've got a panel this here tonight from all over the country. Got Angelina jumping in from California. Thanks for joining. Hello, everyone. Posh just jumped in, also from California. Thanks for jumping in. And he's muted. Does not work the internet. Nope, no, he isn't. He's old. Anyway, so then we got Dead Horse jumping in from Utah. Howdy. Thanks for joining. Let me see. I'm trying to go west to east. So then we got Gary from Kansas. Thanks Hello, for thanks for the invite. And comes Ghost in Arkansas. It's kind of crazy if Arkansas is the farthest east we've got. <laughs> so far. Uh, it's like cycle camps in there. That's right. Oh, no. Yeah, we're going to keep going. We got uh, uh, Midnight jumping in from Pennsylvania. Hello from Pennsylvania. And then we get to cycle out there in Connecticut. Hi, everybody. Hope okay. you're living in a gun-free state. I'm down here in a free gun state. So that gets us pretty close to the whole east to west, and well, by default, Connecticut's pretty far north, but uh, we go pretty good north to south coverage as well. So we're covering the whole country tonight. Um, we've got uh, what six, eight people in here, so hopefully no dead air, and uh, we'll dig in. So it's Second Amendment Day. Uh, any topics that come to mind on Second Amendment issues? The uh, sanctuary city of uh, Republic Washington um, for uh, 2A rights that's been in the news recently. Dig into that. I think I know I've heard something, but it's not ringing a bell. So the police chief of uh, Republic uh, Washington, uh, I, guess, I guess that's the name of the town or the city, is Republic City in Washington, I guess. Um, he declared that... Uh, um, that the new uh, ban there is unconstitutional and he was, they're trying to pass a thing that says uh, that it's a sanctuary city for second amendment rights and that he's not going to enforce any of the new laws there that were pa passed in Washington. So I thought that was kind of a two way win. That's pretty cool. That we have a police chief standing up for that and a city council. Yes. So, where is that county? Do we know? I, I think it's Eastern Washington. So I'm not sure exactly where, but it's it, it made the Spokane news and stuff like that, and it made my news here. So it, it's definitely being national news. I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Yankee say that the the majority of the state is probably very much pro gun? It's just the populous areas that aren't, and they're the ones that carry the state. I guess. I might be wrong about that. Well, I think it's a, a. I was gonna say I think it's just a good place to start because maybe other uh, 
police chiefs in other, you know, states might look at that and say, hey, like, you know, we may have these anti-gun laws or whatever, but doesn't mean I have to enforce them or, you know, maybe one of them will step up. Maybe it'll bring more to the arena to step forward and say this is unconstitutional. Is there any kind of fallout from it so far? I haven't heard of any fallout, but I've only read a couple articles and saw one news thing on it, so. It's an interesting concept. I hope it. I hope it plays out positively. I think they're suing them or something because there's no way to pay for it, right? And it requires basically anybody that owns a ten twenty two to undergo a psychiatric evaluation or something. You mean the whole bill, or or what? They're they're, su- they're suing the constitutionality of the bill. Is that what you're saying? I had the wrong mic in. Can you hear me now? There we go. So I was going to say, don't you have to be like a sheriff? Well, a sheriff won, but usually like a mayor or something or a governor is the one that makes a sanctuary city claim. Is this a – what is his position? Well, he's making a sanctuary city claim as him and his officers won't enforce that law. And has the support of the city council as well, I think. Is that what you said? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Understood. And if I remember, I, I think it goes to vote, was it today or tomorrow? But I think the city council was, uh, I think that that city council was supposed to confirm it or whatever and uh, pass an ordinance about it. It was either today or tomorrow. Fantastic. I'll be watching that over the weekend. All right, I do we have any other two-way Two-way news, two-way topic. Kind of. I've been uh, talking with uh, Michael Sedini with Walk the Talk America, and he is trying to get 100 gun ranges across America to be what they called sanctuary ranges. Mm. And it's kind of going down the line of the red flag laws to kind of preemptive attack the red flag laws. He's saying we can get a bunch of ranges and try to get one or two per state to come in and be part of these sanctuary ranges where if people think that someone is unsafe, instead of going the legal way of the red flag laws, maybe they can bring those guns to the local range. They will put them in their safes until this person is deemed okay. And they can come pick them up or the person that brought them can come pick them up. But it's a way to protect the gun rights of these people and still have due process and not have to go through the legalities of red flag laws. And, and I'm talking to him about my range here being one of them in Arkansas. And so we haven't, it's, it hasn't rolled out yet, but the discussions are happening. So I think it's an interesting concept that if we can kind of police our own and not let the, you know, the bureaucrats take care of it, I think that'd be an interesting thing. What's the deal? He's trying to get some gun ranges, a hundred of them. He's trying to get a hundred across America to where the gun ranges would agree to have safes at their at the gun range and let's say that i feel like this person is going through some mental health issues and may be unsafe with their guns instead of going through the police or the government to take them away through red flag laws maybe if we felt like we could take them to this range lock them up until this person has gotten help and then give them back we're not taking his rights away we're just taking his guns until he has gotten some help mentally and not had to go through these red flag laws. It's an interesting concept. 
I, I just got to I just got to jump in and say you're not protecting his rights. All you're protecting is his property. Well, what you're, I'm saying is he doesn't have to worry about his rights he's... being stripped from the government. You don't have to no, worry about his rights. The point is he still can't the point is he still can't have his firearms. He can no longer possess firearms. He can no longer, no longer defend himself. You have stripped him of his Second Amendment rights. What they're trying to do is say, we don't want the government to get their hands on a property because they might destroy it or something before he gets it back. And that's a, that's like never a Fourth get Amendment back. issue. Right. He, he may never get on back. And I think but, what it's saying is, is, and I think if we all think about it and, and we all be honest about it there are times where we know people that are not mentally stable for whatever reason and would you rather as a friend go and take talk with them get them some help and help them out that way and instead of the police coming to confiscate them if they're going to be taken either be taken by a friend that's going to hold them in a safe place than by the government which means you may never get those back i mean on paper if you just go with the grand you know big bird's eye view that's debatable, but like I never thought of it. What Cycle was saying there, but I can't help but think of the, um, uh, you know, the technicalities, the specifics of it all. And I've dealt with people who have put their collections or their whatever their pile of guns into a gun shop during deployments, right? So people that are totally rational. And for just a necessity, need to keep their guns safely secured for an amount of time, right? Right. And, you know, no issues, no emotion, no, you know, no, was completely willing, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And then uh, that was a pain in the butt. And then, I mean, if somebody has a gun, I guess, and you're putting it in a drawer, it gets to be less hassle. But I don't know anybody that has a gun, really. Right. And then, so that's a bunch. And then possession, like, you, what are you going to put all them on a books? Like, that's asking a lot. Like, can a shop even take, I guess a, an FFL can take possession, but unwillingly. And then, you know, how does they get them back? Who makes that determination? Is there like a person in charge of it at the store? You know, a scope gets messed up or a trigger job or I don't know. I mean, it, it, sounds, it sounds like it's going to be on a volunteer basis almost to me. Like... <laughs> It is. It's going to well, be one yeah. of those things where... I'm not trying to shit on it. Let me finish with that you can just take guns to a gun shop and have them safely secured for an amount of time. Not every gun shop has to provide that service, but some shops can. So just like not every car lot is going to take your your RV and put it in their back lot for you, but some of them will be more than happy to, and it'd be fine. So it's a service that's already there for probably a lot of the shops, and it's not like they need to have extra safes for this. They'll usually, like when somebody's going on deployment or something, they'll just put it into their own, you know, pile of guns and their own safes. It's just, you know, marked with those, that person's name, uh, just like in a safety deposit box. Well, maybe not like a safety deposit box, but if you put money in the bank, you're not getting the same dollar bills out, you know, if you put it in your safety deposit box, I guess you are. But anyway, you don't have to make it a big uh, effort for the shop. The shops can do that, but it's when you get into like, I want this guy's, this other person's guns to go away and then i want you to hold them that just seems like a massive amount of complication there yeah and i let, let let's kind of walk down the rabbit hole a little bit let's assume the person uh maybe had a restraining order put out against them or was gonna maybe go into um some kind of observation for mental health or whatever 
I can't imagine the powers that be at the government not wanting to know the guns that a gun store or FFL is keeping on behalf of someone who may be in a place like that or may be going through a thing like that. And again, this isn't to, to shit on the point. It's just to state government be doing government things and they're going to want to know who that FFL is a custodian of who potentially may be having a mental problem, right? I, I can't see them not wanting to know that and just being like, oh no, you, you FFL, you're equipped to handle this potential um, mental issue. I, I just don't see well, them. I would think that the FFL, I mean, the government gave them a license. So obviously yeah. they feel comfortable for this person to have an FFL and to be able to store and but, sell but guns. But not, not necessarily to store a gun for somebody who was in a mental clinic. Well, and I, and I think the idea behind the premise of this is, is let's say I'm talking with you, Hosh, and yeah. you're going through some crazy shit in your life. And, and you and I are friends and we're like, hey, I said, bro, you don't seem like you're very good right now. He goes, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not. And you've acknowledged the fact that you've got something going on. Mm -hmm. I say, dude, you know what? For Until you get cleaned up and you get whatever, you know, if you're not feeling safe with your guns right now, and I don't want you to hurt yourself or anyone in your family, there is a way to do this that guarantees you you're going to get them back. You're not going to have to go through the red tape of government. It's a friend helping you out. FFL is going to hold them. And when you get all straightened out and you're ready to come back, we just go down the FFL and they're, they're back to you where you don't have to worry about the elimination a, of due process. There's a lot of steps that you just kind of jumped over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, a, I mean, it's just stories, we'll, man. We'll keep, I, and we'll, I didn't come up with it. I'm just No, no, I understand. But let's, keep, in but let's keep the dialogue going. So you're my friend. You say you seem like you're going through a lot of problems. I say, yes, I'm going through some problems. And I say, I don't trust an FFL with my guns. Why don't yeah. you just take them? I would personally do that. I wouldn't have a problem with that Right. Whatsoever. So what, what is the benefit that the FFL is providing that you I would think provide? storage space, probably. Storage space and security, maybe. I don't know. I mean, just, you know, it's, just an, it's an option that it's maybe looking right. to be well, so then, more official than just buddies holding on each other. Right. Guns. So perfect. So then there's my two jumping off points, storage space and, and um, security. So those things both cost money, right? So an FFL is like, well, yeah, but, you know, we need this square foot square footage not being used to sell a product is money lost right to an ffl or to any retailer so then they're like okay well i don't what am i getting out of this and then how why am i taking out the added security of potentially this person's guns getting stolen oh, well, they're doing it for the community that's not yeah no, 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 i mean that's, no, 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 no. that's they're, gonna, that. they're gonna do it on a volunteer basis i yeah. get that i get and this isn't again this is not shitting on the point and i think all things eventually div like if you're holding a gun for like a week, that's probably not a big deal. But weeks turn in days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, and all of a sudden they're like, "What are we even doing here, guys?" And then all of a sudden that turns into its own problem because then also, you got insurance to worry about too. There's an implied well, sure. promissory note when you say the word guarantee. You do not have an either as an organization or as an individual the power to guarantee anything to anyone when it comes to that. I mean, you can make a promise, but you cannot make a guarantee. Yet you just said that. Yeah, it, it seems like it's fraught for uh, potential legal problems on the yeah. FFL on a civil side, not the criminal side. I mean, it's a great idea. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, it would never work in Connecticut because it's illegal to do that. Well, okay, so let's say, let's say, let's say we're we're you and me, we're friends again. I'm all screwed up. And we take the guns to the FFL, and uh, two weeks go by, and I'm like, hey, I want to get those guns back. And you're like, 
yeah, you seem well enough to get those guns back. We go down to the FFL and go like, okay, it's time to get the guns back. And the FFL goes, you don't look okay to me. In fact, your yeah. buddy looks more screwed up than you are. I don't want to give any of the guns back to either one of you. You look like a problem. Yeah, I mean, that's that's obviously a situation that could occur. Um, you know, I don't have an answer for that. No, uh, no. And, that's, and a, again, that's a very, very valid point. Too, again, so. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, we're not shit. Oh, I know that. We're I know just, that. No, that's I'm, why I'm I brought this up. I wanted to kind of get everybody's thought of this because uh, it's interesting to me. The concept is interesting to me. Oh, Obviously, there's so a too. lot to be worked out. I think and so I too. Think and that this the is... idea of trying to preempt red flag laws, yeah, uh, to kind of take the into our own hands, I think it needs to be at least explored. And that's all I was trying to do is explore it. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, this is perfect. Like libertarian volunteer oh, yeah. government. Absolutely. This is, I love this. So, but Absolutely. we got to solve these. We got to have answers for these questions, right? Because exactly. these are real logistics questions. It's not a matter of like hold it for a day and and I'll stop drinking, then I'll come get my Absolutely. gun. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about Another more substantial problems. Oh, I say you can get rid of it by getting rid of well universal uh, background checks for sure and then you get rid of cross-state line garbage so now right. let's say you're literally having that conversation i'm not feeling good somebody can say i'm going to come by and get your shit from out of state so you're not dependent on somebody who's a friend or you know somebody you worked with somebody from church or a civic organization who's not the direct blood relative who could technically take your guns from you you know, not take them, but, you know, take them for you. Uh, but instead, just somebody who's trusted can come across state lines, take possession for however long, take them to their hotel room. Because if we're talking about people that are mental for, like, suicide, which is the great majority, right, of them, then that's, like, overnight. Like, okay, I'm not feeling good, you know, I saw something, blah, blah, blah. And then, I don't know what happens, but I guess, you know, that's immediate shit, right? So... If you are able to just come in and get that person, but you can do just just as effective as taking that person out for dinner, right? Sure. Oh, yeah, Every circumstance sure. is different, but that's my solution: is get rid of universal versus background checks, the the legal hurdles that are preventing just anybody from being a friend to anybody. Right now, what we're dealing with is this set of parameters that is the forty four seventy threes and the stupid sixty eight Gun Control Act, which says we have to use those forty four seventy threes for our FFLs and 4473s to go across state lines. So they wouldn't have to go to gun shops. They could just go, you know, put out wherever, a, yeah. an awareness campaign and say, hey, if your friend needs it, take his guns from him so that the government doesn't have to. No, I mean, I think that's a dream situation. I mean, that's, that's something we should always be pushing for is eliminating the 4473 um, for sure. So, I mean, that would obviously be the best case scenario. I think what people are out there trying to do is trying to think of realistic scenarios also that might help. And, and I don't know if this is a good one or not. I really don't. I, I was intrigued by it when, he, you know, when we were talking about it and the idea of trying to eliminate potential due process issues, because I think that's the biggest issue with red flag laws besides the confiscation part of it. I mean, that's always a big one, but the due process is how do you get them back? will you ever get those back no matter how many doctors and lawyers say that you're good i think that they're trying to figure out a way with the mental health issue is if there is a way to temporarily take the guns without the legal side of police and government and keep the due process intact and, and protect our own rights 
then that's what they're looking for. And obviously they have a lot to think about and a lot of legal issues to get on board with. But uh, I think the concept, whether this is the actual one or not, I think the concept of trying to help our own is intriguing. When I think of the responsibility, whether it be an FFL or a gun club, that they would legally take on, and then, of course, at some point to release the just the financial liability, let alone the moral li- a responsibility and liability that would go into that, different than any other person that you ever met, which does not have a known issue. Obviously, from that point forward, that person has a known issue. And once you have a known issue, you encompass a whole lot of liability upon yourself as well as upon your business. And I think that adds a whole lot of weight for very little payoff for at least the FFL. You'd be better off, to be honest with you, you'd be better off doing this as like a nonprofit type of organization type thing where you're... Well, that's what Walk the Talk America is doing. Yeah, I was going to say like... They're the ones that are kind of behind this. You're better off like not so much using an FFL unless you're renting space from that FFL and it's for this you know, not-for-profit thing where you take don- donations to fund it, and you try and do right by the law, and that would require getting a lawyer and, and trying to understand what the legalities are of not so much turning the guns in to be held, but getting them back. That seems to be where the, the yeah, that's landmines the thing. are. Yeah. That's really think, the problem. And I, and I think that that's kind of where their whole mindset is, is not the confiscation of them. It's what happens when they are taken. How do we make sure that they... they retrieve their rights they retrieve their property well without the government saying well, so i mean we have the same situation in connecticut right now if the connecticut state police come and take your guns and you have banned weapons there is nothing in the statute that ha- that is a vehicle that allows the, the they can't give you the banned weapons back because there's nothing in the statute that provides for the return of banned weapons they cannot be transferred Right, right. And and that's where this whole, I think part of this whole discussion revolves around, if I hand you my guns and you hold them for six months, do I still have constructive possession, which is the legal term, or have I transferred those firearms to your control? And if you transfer those firearms in a state like Connecticut, you can't transfer any firearms without state paperwork. And you cannot transfer banned firearms to anybody but an FFL. And, and the FFL cannot give it back to you once you've transferred it to them. When you say it's banned, just, that's stuff you can own because you owned it from before. You just Grandfathered. More. Yeah. But because yeah. even though it's grandfathered, they can never give it back to you. There's no mechanism for you to ever give it to someone and get it back again. So you're basically... Like a new transfer. Losing. Right. My, my three ARs, if I was to... to give those ARs to someone else, that's illegal. If I, if, if I make a transfer, mm-hmm. it's un, it's illegal for them to possess them at all, right? If someone came into their house and said, show me you're safe, and they were in there, they can't say, well, I'm just holding those for Bill. That's illegal. They can't do that. Right. And, so, and if you transfer it to an FFL, the FFL has no mechanism to transfer it back because it's a banned weapon. So according to the state of Connecticut, you're the only person from now on that could ever possess and own those rifles. Yeah, right. same thing in California's got that problem too. Yeah, I, so. I think you'll find there's a lot of states that have that problem. Wow. We probably so okay, what's the what's the definition of being in control of it? Like you said, is it that you have the ability to to 
to handle it whenever you want? Like if somebody else has it locked up and you can't get to it, does that mean you're not in control of it? Yes. Does well, that- it's, it's kind of weird because we actually had a really interesting legal thing that happened here. A guy, a guy was, uh, what do you call it? He, he had a, not a restraining order, but he had one of the, the weak ones and he turned his firearms over to the police voluntarily because they made it sound like if he didn't, he was going to get in trouble. And after everything was all done, he went back to the police and said, give me my guns back. And they said, no, we can't do it. And, uh, during the course of the, of the conversation, the state attorney general in Connecticut said, well, you know, even though the police have the guns physically, the person still has constructive possession. And as soon as he said that, his lawyer, she's a really smart gal, went down there and said, he's got constructive possession. This. You must return right. those weapons to him. And, of course, okay. when that happened, they changed the law. <laughs> But did he get them back before they changed the law? He did get them back, yes. That's good. That's good. But but again, it, it all comes down to constructive possession. And and basically, you can be not in control of something but still have constructive possession. And I don't understand, to be honest with you, I don't understand the legalese behind that because it's it uh, because it obviously doesn't make sense. So a rational person could never understand it anyway, or your head would well, explode. It's probably like titled ownership type of thing. If you're just a, like a, a steward of the possession, you're not the owner unless they turned over the ownership to you through some exchange of money or whatever or time. But if the, if the original owner said, I need you to hold my guns because I'm going on a fishing trip versus I need you to hold my guns because I'm going into a mental place for two weeks, you're still the owner of said firearm. The only difference is that in this case, this specific example, they were saying, well, we can't turn it back over to you because that would be an illegal transfer. I understand them making that argument, but I also understand what you're saying because they never transferred ownership, right? He's still the legal owner. Yeah, it's like if you're if your car gets impounded when your car is sitting in the impound lot, do you have constructive possession of the of, of the car? Well, I don't think you do because you can't access it and you can't use it and you can't drive it. But you're still so the you don't have constructive but, possession. You do, but the title right? is still under your name. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was talking about because I mean, you people that people that might have firearms at a second house or another or a hunting camp or something you still own it and you could physically drive there and get it if you wanted to. But if somebody else has it locked up in their house or somebody else has it locked up in their safe, you can't physically get to it or get it out yourself. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's just an example, you know? Yeah. um, In that scenario, if you had a second house or a deer camp or whatever, I think it would maybe come down to whose name is that house under. I mean, if it's under you or your family, then I would say that's still part of your property. Um, if it's your buddy's lake house, that could be a different whole different story. I don't know. I'm really up on those kind of laws. I'm not going to lie. All right. We're going to take a break from this discussion and ask a left to right question here. Um, if you, you're getting a lake house, for some reason, all expenses paid. It can be fancy or it can be remote. What lake are you putting it on, Angelina? Uh, Lake Michigan. That's more like a freaking ocean. 
goes one on the three outs. Dead horse. Yeah. yeah. Blake Sherwood in Colorado. Let me know what that is. Ghost. I mean, I live on a lake right now, so um, I don't say Greer's Ferry Lake because I live here now. So, no, there are even no need fewer people. Know yeah, that. I don't have to. I don't have to waste money on the second house. Gizzard. What's the question again? I'm sorry. You're getting, a free house. <laughs> You're getting a free house. It's got to go on a lake. What lake do you put it on? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. A house on a lake. Um, we can come back. Uh, okay. I think about that. Gosh. <clears throat> I mean, that made me think a couple of times. So you want a big enough lake. Cause you got your free property you want like a bug out property on the other side of the lake if you got to beat a hasty retreat you hop into a boat you can get away but you need it big enough that they can't really follow you i'd go with like lake mead or something like that mm. uh dano lake wobegon midnight crystal lake because then you could film your own horror movies fictitious lake fictitious lake so <laughs> and then uh I'm gonna go with uh, hmm. I'm gonna go with those lakes down in uh, what are those lakes called down in uh, Kentucky, Dano? Those ones are in the end of Illinois, right by where Rick lives now, except south of him. Those are some pretty nice lakes. Talking about the Finger Lakes in Lake Kentucky? No, I don't think they're called that. The lakes in uh, western Tennessee. I don't know. But anyway, somewhere down there. Appalachia? No, is that Appalachia? What did they call it? That's the other side of the state. What do they call western Tennessee and Kentucky? Southern. Let's uh, move The Tennessee. Uh, I think Appalachians are on the eastern side. Yeah. Eastern yeah. side yeah. of Tennessee. But I'm not the sure flyover states? Yeah. The other side of the river from Ghost, basically. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's like Pickwick Lake. There's a bunch of lakes over there in the Memphis area, but I don't know, I don't know what they're called. I mean, Kentucky Lake is by far the largest because that's where the Tennessee River starts that goes through Kentucky, Tennessee, and what is it, Alabama or whatever it is right below it. Oh, well, there's a big-ass lake in Tennessee, too. I forgot about But I don't know. That's probably not the best choice because then there'd be a lot of people around it. Anyway, so that got us. That was a palate-cleansing topic. Um, we're going to pick a member of the day. I don't think I have one in here, so... It's me today. Okay, Angelina could be the member of the day. So uh, mine, And mine would be on a lake in Ireland, since you didn't ask me. Oh, and then I also passed, I also gizzarded gizzard. So, <laughs> how did I not ask you? So, do you were you muted? So, a lake in Ireland. You don't even want to live in this country? No, but if someone was going to give me another house, why would I get another house in the United States? Get another house someplace else. Okay. Where you can't have a gun, just, just for fun, you know. Found a lake. Join the IRA. So uh, yeah, you get free AR-180s up there, Gary. I'd probably have to go with uh, Grand Lake. Is there a lake in 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 Kansas? Well, there's several, but none of them are very big. They're more if like you want a good size lake, you got to go down in you know the Ozarks or northeast Oklahoma, that part of the country. Where they got the bigger you go, you go just north of the tree in, in Kansas. It's right there. 
I mean, I'm right in between two lakes right here, but neither one of them are that big. <laughs> Dig a ditch and connect them. <laughs> What's that big lake down in Florida? Okeechobee or something Okeechobee like that? Yeah, Okeechobee is huge, yeah. I've heard that's a huge lake, yeah. Salt Lake is big. Yeah, Great I've been to the Salt Lake in there. Yeah, I've been to the Salt Lake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Salt Lake, though. Salt. I have this beautiful view of a lake where there's very little to no living life. Yeah. The lake up there by Reno and Lake Tahoe. Is, is that Lake Tahoe, I guess, is the name of the lake? That's a really cool, pretty lake, from what I understand. That's a good one. Not a lot of places to build a house, though. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I just I was seeing a picture of the lake and it's just really pretty. Dig into the rocks, boys. There you go. Yeah, you don't want Salt Lake. Salt Lake stinks. <laughs> What's that famous lake in Arizona? Uh Habitu? Mead? Habit Zoo or something like that. Yeah. Habitu or Lake Mead, yeah. Habit but Lake Zoo's Mead the one, is like, the spring break be, freaks yeah. are at, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. A little populated. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, <clears throat> it's just dunked on top of Angelina being a member of the day. Rude. She's a girl. She's a girl, and she stuck with it. She's a girl? That's right. I'm uh, I'm stuck with uh, them parts. But anyway, Somehow yeah. we didn't scare her off. I don't know how this didn't this happen, but... Because I'm worse than all of you. That's how. <laughs> Well, not worse, different. That's how I prefer to think of it. Not That's worse. Nice. All right. So this afternoon we talked about uh, we had a two-way um, workshop. So I'm trying to hold those on Tuesdays and Saturdays. See if anybody's interested in getting some um, projects worked on, any help or whatever. I had a couple of people ask me for help, and then. Know, trying to schedule things as a pain in the ass, so I'm just going to try doing Tuesdays and Saturdays, let people show up. And uh, today, John Z showed up, and we talked a bit about, uh, I guess we ended up talking about audience, at least. And I'm going to try to bring up in here, since we have a pretty diverse panel, people that are kind of interested in, in creating content, the concept of using YouTube, which is a platform with a lot of viewers already, versus doing things that are more internet centric and less YouTube centric to uh, define new audience and then uh, more diverse audience. So I don't know if we want to, where anybody wants to take that one. I will jump in really quickly with, um, I started doing some live streams on Instagram and they're lots of fun. And I find that, that the fact that the, uh, the commenters can jump directly into the live stream with you and they can talk with you and they can show you what they're working on. Like somebody was showing me this really cool, uh, ham radio program that they're working on to download or uh, decode, not ham radio, I take that back, radio program to decode the Iridium satellite telephone system. So people that are paying $9 a minute to talk on the cell phone, we're decoding it and listening to their conversations live via this software. And he was showing me it through a live stream. I was like, that's awesome. So very, very cool stuff out on like Instagram and other platforms. Oh, Clover seems to be liking the Instagram live. Do you use Instagram TV ever? No, I haven't. I haven't made that jump yet because I don't know. Um, 
I don't know what to do about the editing because all the editing is vertical. And so I would have to take videos and like, I don't know. I don't know how that's supposed to work. So so what's what, the basic process to bring another person into the chat? Do they just automatically allow themselves in or do you have to invite them in? They click a button and request, request it. Yeah. I think and you, you can have up to two guests. I think it's a two guests, I think, at a time. I haven't tried more than one, but okay. sure. But anybody can hop in. Yeah, they can request there. You can add, you can request they join. In there, you can have more than one in the Instagram live chat now. No, I, I think it's just two one. people, the host and one guest. I think is the max you can get at one time. Right, which is going back to blog TV type. That's basically what Instagram TV or Instagram Live is, like blog TV was, where one person's just going live and chatting, and then they can kind of see the text chat. Except the blog TV is on a computer, so you could see the text chat well easier, and you didn't have to poke your finger at the screen all the time to see what people were saying. If there's a lot of people in there, but uh, on Instagram Live, what if you just hold the screen sideways? Will it record sideways, and then nope. when you shove it in your thing, it'll be right? Well, I mean, I don't think so, but uh, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't. I don't think that's true. <clears throat> I have never seen a Instagram Live that was sideways. Somebody ever. Okay. Yeah, I have the same problem with Facebook. Every time I try to take a, a landscape kind of shot with my camera, it always comes out sideways, and I haven't figured out how to turn it around yet. Well, we were just been talking about specifics, but once you brought up Facebook, it triggered me. So I guess my original topic here was the idea that you know we've got these existing audiences on your Facebook and on your YouTube and wherever, and those are easy audiences because somebody already created them and brought them there. Be wiping that. Like, is that a banana on your face? What's going on here? It's uh, my kid's baby brush that they outgrew. It's oh, like okay. the best beard brush of all time. Huh. So nice. So nice. That's really funny because I was scratching my nose at the time, and I thought I had mistakenly turned my camera on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so you've got these audiences that exist that, you know, YouTube spend a bunch of money to bring people over, I guess, you know, that now they're just relying on word of mouth and people using their platform. But they, nonetheless, they've got these people that they brought over, and then people that are using the platform have fostered audiences. So, you know, there's these established audiences. But what is the audience on YouTube? I mean, I guess it's a lot of people, but I recently, at least a couple months ago, was in a room with people who didn't know you could use YouTube on your telephone. So that tells me that those people are not fluent in YouTube, and they don't realize how many people are using YouTube. I suspect there might be a heck of a lot of people that never even thought about using YouTube still. And those people probably, some of them use the internet, and if they don't, they're still out there. So uh, I guess the idea is, what do you think the pros and cons are of um, going out and grab an audience that have nothing to do with the established stuff, like the big easy markets that have already been gathered? I think the, the biggest disadvantage is the, the internet robots that go out there and prioritize keywords and stuff the the youtubes and the facebooks and the you know the big sites of the world have such a huge practical advantage over smaller guys because there there are so many pages of content that's already been indexed and, and already been searched and clicked on and all that that it makes it tough for us to to rise up in the ratings when you're just doing a straight like a google search or a or you know dog pile or you know any of those other kind of guys 
Um, I, I think that trying to diversify, I mean, obviously, as of right now, I mean, if you want your message out, if you, whatever your message is for your channel, and you want that message out to as many people as you can, you're going to have to be on YouTube. But uh, that's where the vast majority are. They know that they're going to screw you, but that's kind of, you have to kind of play that game. But I think that if you're talking about diversifying your audience, then I think that you're, there's a lot of different ways. I mean, the podcasting thing for me has been remarkable uh, fun because you're talking about people that don't go on Facebook. They don't go on YouTube. They don't do, they listen to podcasts on their commute to the mornings. And um, that's a different audience. I mean, there's a lot of people that exactly I've never seen on them. Huh? Sorry, I'm interrupting, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I love it. It's great. It's, it's, it's been exciting. Those are people that use the internet probably, at least enough to figure out how to get a, a podcast. They might be using one of them little electric hockey pups that people pay for that will you know, yeah. just suck the podcast and put it in their phone for them. But because someone at work told them, oh, you should listen to this guy called Ghost Tactical. Write that down. Tell your hockey pup to put it on your phone. And then they just tell their phone to have it play, right? That's the kind of world we're moving towards. And, uh, you know, why would we be limited to what has worked for people years ago and what seems to work for YouTube's logarithms right now when you've got people out that are podcasting? I suspect uh, Clover's been playing a bit with his newsletter. Uh, and point, yeah. there's people that read, right? There's people that only read, you know, that just don't have any... Um, respect for video or this live stuff or whatever or even photographs because they you know just don't think that it's worthy so they're out there reading and uh that's a heck of a lot of people probably uh when you read right when you write stuff in other words i guess i should say that can be translatable you know that could be translated into another language so there's people out there that might be interested in what we're doing or what you're putting out there uh but they don't you know, video doesn't work for them because they can't translate on the fly. They don't understand, but they can, you know, click translate on a browser and have your uh, your blog post translated into their language, and then they can follow it. You know, maybe more for a collection thing than, um, you know, or a collector's type of thing or like a, I don't know, you know, so, but, but whatever. There's there's things like that. We're talking about uh, Patriot, who has a link and didn't join. Um, you know, for the text, again, you can click a button from text and turn it into Audible or any other kind of thing that might be more, you know, useful for uh, accessibility. Well, I think that there, like you said, there are so many different people that are interested in so many different facets of media. And, you know, there's still a lot of people that get their newspaper delivered to them. They read the newspaper every day, but there's people, the younger generation have never really seen a newspaper. They get everything online on their phones and all that. So I, th I think the biggest thing that you can, I mean, how many magazines, gun magazines do you go and still see on the shelf? Obviously they're still being bought. They wouldn't be doing them. So I think that I'm not saying that for creators go out there and try to get their stuff in magazines, but uh, that'd be way too expensive. But I think that there is a newsletter and, and like the gun channels, if you, you know, have, have this newsletter for all the different creators, maybe every month kind of have a little square that they could put in about what they've done the last month, something like that, where people would read that. I think that would be amazing, you know? 
or not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's certainly plenty of times in the car when I wish that I could, uh, um, you know, grab some of these. You know, I'm kind of time limited. I, I subscribe to like 49 different channels. And to be honest with you, you know, like a three hour chat, man, I, I'm just not going to take up my big part of my day listening to that chat or even watching that chat. If I'm on the chat, it's fine. That's one thing because I'm committing the time. But it would be it would be nice to be able to play that after the fact as a as a streamable event and, you know, not have to suck up so many uh, data, uh, you know, the data portion of my phone with the video and all that junk. Now, I assume that you can you can restrict the the uh, the bandwidth maybe to the point where all you're getting is the audio. But I haven't figured out how to do that yet. Well, you know, if you look at some of the stuff that I, I'll put my shows and stuff on, on Podbean and iTunes and iHeartRadio and all that. And you can literally download that the audio podcast to your phone. And once you've downloaded it, you can listen to it whenever you want and you're not using up data at that point. So there are those options on the, but those are, most of those are, are like podcast apps, you know, I, I will, uh, I will throw this in. If you're trying to build a community, you know, people are trying to get off of Facebook and they, you know, obviously YouTube is its own thing. Um, Clover mentioned things that the kids are into. The kids, the kids these days uh, with their Instagram vertical phones and whatnot. Uh, I think Discord is the best community building thing I have ever been involved in. And Discord's I have. Discord's fun. Dude, Discord is amazing. The voice chat, the text chat. Um, Believe it or not, the only one who's not doing Discord right now in this room is me because I'm the only one with the camera on. All of you are just doing voice chat. You, this could be Discord right now, what we're doing. Now, uh, yeah, I have a Discord yeah. for my patrons only that we just kind of hang out and share pictures well, and all that. Well, I, I, have, I have a Discord with everybody, and then the patrons have special colored uh, right. tags that only yeah. the patrons get, right? And different ranks get different colors. So as far as community goes it's been the best thing i've ever done because i get my time back in the sense that i'm not answering everybody's questions most people and it's just this growing living thing that almost doesn't need me anymore it's awesome yeah, it's kind of like a group text thing that your community can be in there without you i mean you, you don't have to be in there they can have their own conversations which is they cool. do yeah they're in the they're in the voice chat they're in the text chat right now i'm not even doing anything Right. So you basically Discord is a platform where you can set up rooms and then or more than rooms, but you can set up areas of their server basically mm -hmm. area and you can divide that up to like let's say this is my space. We have a space for the Daily Gun Show. We'd have a space in there for two A topics, maybe have a space in there for gun shops, you know, have a space in there for things that are pertinent to our whatever themes and then different discussions could take place in there. My question is, does it it's a text chat. Does it distinguish? Does it does it uh, disappear at some point? Does it like hours later it disappears, or can you literally scroll back to the beginning of each text chat? You can not only scroll back, you can search and you can use yeah. hashtags and you can check when people at symboled you directly. Like when you know, I'll come back a day later and I'll see, oh, somebody messaged me, and I can just go to my ads and it'll take me right to where the message is, and I can respond to it directly in the chat, so it stays in perpetuity. Yeah, it, it doesn't go away. You can change the. Uh, you can change the history so that some people can't see the history. Yeah, those, those settings people. are, yeah, you can change them. Yeah, I've sure. had to deal with some trolls and stuff that we've had to, like, cut back access to because they're toxic. Right. So there's there's some 
features to it. It sounds like it's not necessarily complicated, but it's a little bit tedious to learn their like structure and then all their little things. But once you've got it and the people are comfortable with it, it gives you some tools that it, allows text conversation and you yep. can share pictures and stuff. So it's a little faster mm -hmm. than a forum. Uh, but like a forum, it's more powerful than just a plain old text or an PM because you can create rooms and areas of interest and places for people to go have conversations that are, let's say, not in the main room so that, you know, people can have, it, it, you know, people like any place, you can have conversations going on in multiple subjects. Um, it all takes place on the platform. I don't know of any remote chat uh, host that you can drop to some other. No. Yeah. So, um, so that's the one side of it. Um, and then it doesn't display anywhere, which is frustrating. So you have to basically be a member of it and go into it to, to find the archived information. So it might be good for having um, strategy uh, sessions and workshops and things because all the conversations are recorded and they can be indexed, but uh, not necessarily like a blog where the information's all public and, and sortable and searchable publicly. Uh, yeah, I, I will say to anybody that's like an IT minded person, if you've ever set up like a work group or uh, done any kind of admin on a router and what they can access, Discord is the same thing. It's just it's people and it's roles and you give people roles and that's how it works. It's very straightforward. I want to say wasn't it started for like gamers, wasn't it? Yes. I think that was we, how it was started. We have co-opted it from the gaming community. There you go. There you go. Well, that was going to be my next question is what's next. So that's a method of communication. And I imagine, you know, you, you have a Discord little room for each project or whatever personality or gun shop or whatever it is, and somebody can join that and then search backwards. And like you say, use tags and things to, to find conversations that have happened in the past and stuff. But I could see it being useful. Um, I, I, know what the next, I know what the next big thing is. Okay, what's the next big thing? The gun community develops a game it's the most realistic game ever made, but you can only play it for five seconds at a time because it has to stop so that everybody can yell at each other about how they're wrong when they play it. That's the next thing. <laughs> Sorry. Flop, I guess. Flop the joke. No, I laughed. What? 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 It's like I America's just, my, Army, my Army developed a, a game so they could get people to join the Army. Okay, fine. Be all that you can oh, be. Those That's are the good old days, man. It was awesome. a great commercial. Yeah, Discord's fun. There's all sorts of... I, I think for me, the way that Discord is, is it's kind of like a mixture of, of a group text and a forum. Um... So I mean, if, if you're used to forums, you'll be able to understand it. If you're used to a big group text messages, you'll be used to it. So I think it's it's kind of an it, it, I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, also, um, there's so many bots that like you can use a bot to do all kinds of things. Like I have a giveaway bot that we can give away swag to people and stuff like that, that they're in the live stream and I can just click a button and it'll say what the giveaway is going to be. And in five, 10 minutes, we're giving it away. You got to be in this chat. And then I can mention it in my YouTube, drive track it, traffic to the Discord, and I boom, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. It's awesome. That's interesting. Take that, Clover. 
<laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. That's that's actually really interesting. Though. I didn't know you could do all that. Yeah, it's called giveaway bot. I, I mean, I don't know. This this sounds like a really socialist website to me. You have to force people into <laughs> roles, and then you have, you you force a distribution of other people's stuff. And well, boy, I'm, I'm not stuff. sure I want to come anywhere near there. It's my stuff. I have the the capital, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with the proletariat. You get to come get some capital. I'll, I'll just give out bread. The next stream, I'll just I'll just give and out bread. Instead of hiring a worker, he has a robot. He has it all automated. Yeah, and I've and I've I've yeah. actually secretly taken the proletariat out of the system because I've automated the whole thing. With See, the more and more we talk about it, it's not such a good idea. <laughs> yeah, Metropolis on steroids here, Jesus. Right. As soon as I can just plug Discord in the back of your cerebral yeah. cortex and beam I, uh, the chat directly in, the better I'll be. I'm having these dreams of Animal Farm. Yeah, this is the uh, Hollow Tube. And I get on and I do my five minutes hate, but it's all about ham radio. It's pretty awesome. Comrade Hosh. Comrade Hosh. Yeah. Is that what they called him? Did they call him? Was it that, was it that on the, was it just Comrade in 1984? Yeah, I think just Comrade. Nah, that's not good. And I sit there all night drinking my victory gin. Your vodka. No, it's victory gin from 1984. Was it gin? Mm-hmm. Mm I mean, I think I used Discord a couple times. I think I had the app. I might have deleted it. But, I mean, I felt like there was nowhere to go, but I think I just didn't know how to use it. You have to My browser find a crash course if you want. Invited, and then once you're familiar with the system, you can seek out invitations to new areas on it. But it's not like... Um, I don't know if Facebook's even like that, really. I mean, I guess you can go to Facebook. Can you even go to just, like, the main page of Facebook and browse things, or do you have to have a destination in mind? No, well, you can search. use searches and stuff. It's almost the same. Yeah, but to be honest with you, a lot of the people that are on the Discord, they don't want to be on Facebook. Like, we have a Ham Radio Crash Course Facebook group, and, and a lot of the people that are there don't want to be on Discord, and the people on Discord don't want to be on Facebook. No, I didn't say that. I'm just saying it's... Oh, I know you didn't, but I'm just I'm just saying that's another angle go to Discord and start searching around. I mean, there might be some open rooms. It's sort of like Vimeo. You can't really just, you just didn't really go to Vimeo and search around. There's a bunch of, it's like going to a storage shed. It's not, it's not like going to a mall. You go to a storage shed and it's just a bunch of people's private rooms. Perfect analogy. Storage shed or mall. Good. Yeah. You go to Facebook <laughs> and it's a bunch of mall. You know, you everything's like open and hey, come on in. Look at what we got. You go to Discord. It's like, here's room 127. Here's room 128. Here's room 129. Unless you got a key and an invite or know the knock, it's just a door to you. That's kind of true. Yeah. Well, I remember it. back in the day, the old AOL group, you know, the little uh, group chats, like everyone just kind of jumped in and out whenever they wanted to, and you kind of caught you. these crazy discussions. It's kind of like that, but better. I mean, it was just one of those things where everything's live. I mean, you can go anytime you want, and there's people going to be in there. So but those, yeah. old, those old AOL chats, man, those were kind of weird, but they were, they were effective at the time. Well, remember yeah. IRC, right? You didn't know IRC. You had to know where to go. Right. right. me handsomely. I don't get nothing off of Discord, so I like the AOL chats a lot more. Well, you're just not <laughs> using it correctly, then, I guess. I'm not getting paid on Discord either, I should say that. No, but I think it helps build the community and saves me time. I don't have to answer everybody's questions. It's awesome. That's because I used to work at AOL. So. Oh. All right, so... Um, 
anything else? Would anybody else have any ideas of where the internet's going so we can beat it to the dude's like a shortcut right to where it's going? Yes. Um, I, as much as you mentioned services owned by service companies like Discord, YouTube, Facebook, etc., I think there is going to be a future growth in the area of uh, mesh networking, meaning small little localized mesh networks that pop up that create um, access to the internet. That's more on the service side of it, providing the internet um, to get to content, but um, there is a future where there may be content that's only available on certain meshes and they're just wirelessly aggregating. I, I see a future like that. Right, so and instead of having internet providers like we have with cable or whatever, because we're dependent on their connections with infrastructure, uh, there'll be basically hubs or COs that get rented out and then smaller, like, um, what are those things called? Uh, the electric companies that aren't electric companies. They're co-ops. Uh, co-ops. It'll be like a little co-op internet bandwidth type of stuff. Yeah, it, it could start out as simple as just a service provider to get to the said content, like Netflix or whatever, but then I don't see why that there couldn't be just separate in-network only things that were available. And it would be community driven possibly um, as well. Because right now, anyone can do this. You can all create mesh networked Wi-Fi. Like kind of like a public access internet type thing? Yeah, pretty much. And and you just have to have uh, enough power on your roof with the right antenna and you can That's create a mesh concept. network. And if the if the power system goes down, you don't technically lose your Wi-Fi. Of course, you lose Google and anything that's not connected to that, but um, you still have messaging capability um, and anything else that you can come up with on your own. Any service that's available privately, you can technically host on your own. I call that that's just really stealing our neighbor's signal? No, <laughs> there's nothing like that. Because you're you're actually generating the Wi-Fi signal, and you're creating these mesh nodes that you um, interact with. So multiple signal aggregators will talk to each other, and they'll create a bubble. And the software is smart enough that it will route the traffic through the shortest path possible to get to wherever that host is that is a part of that network. Like when you talk about these networks, I mean, we're talking, let's say, distance-wise and miles. I mean, what's like how far could these things last about a mile is the circular okay, um, circular unidirectional but then you can focus it you can focus it and make it um, more beam based okay okay go, go shoot mommy interesting i imagine like a house full of pringles cans uh yeah but the the commercial version that is stronger a, a yagi Caleb uh, Popejoy says, can we please set up a Gun Channels Discord? I think there is one. Yeah, just yeah, there. left and it's already, it's already there. So you just go to uh, gunchannels.com and there should be a link there, right? Yeah, it's on the bottom left. Bottom yeah. left there, buddy. It already uh, exists. Honoree and Russ use it. A couple other people that use Discord use it. And uh, the best thing you can do is Go there and post, and it will be a self-perpetuating um, machine. And once more people use it, it becomes more popular. Share the link if, if Gwebs ha knows how to do that. I, I can tell him after the chat. Like, open it up to um, a, a, a copy link that you can paste anywhere, and you can put it on your websites or whatever, and it will drive people back in. Yeah, it's there on the bottom left. Yeah, just copy his link and use that. 
again, because it's a potential to keep it the rooms locked, you can put out links that expire a certain amount of time or this and that, but the link that's there is an open link that'll last forever. All right, so uh, Midnight's jumping out. I don't know if Ghost jumped out or if he just fell out. Um, but what you're talking about as far as the on a, a different way of people connecting or an alternative way of people connecting that you think might catch on, is that in response to the way people are going to be using the Internet or the way that you anticipate people are going to move towards using the Internet or from some other technical reason you're saying that's going to happen? Um, I think that we're already carrying, where's my phone, but phones already are computers in your pocket and have a lot of the processing power to do some of this stuff that you would just need um, some kind of local node that you can tap into and it may be meshed with other nodes and you may not want to have your text messages go out on AT&T. You may want them to be on the node which is private only in your community type of thing or email or whatever. So it starts out at the communication level like all things does, just simple communication, voice or text, right? You can easily do that with these systems pretty much right now. And then they just start going up and up and up from there as people lose faith in large corporations or their government protecting access to things like communication. And that I think is a possibility. And I think both sides of the uh, net neutrality argument would appreciate that, that kind of ability. I think. So anybody else thinking of, or have any ideas on how the internet's moving, where it's going, so we can cut it off? Um, um, I mean, smart. onward and upward, you know? The internet's gonna, it's gonna, it's a living, breathing thing, I think. <clears throat> it's a living, breathing thing controlled by robots. Mm-hmm. Robots. I thought that that's a definition of Skynet, ain't it? I don't know. I think we're almost we're almost at full Skynet. You know, when you like say something, like you'll say, you know, oh hey, I'm thinking about getting a new sweater. Then you're on Facebook, and then you got uh, yeah, sweater ads. Yeah, yeah, you got sweater ads. Like I didn't look up sweaters. I just said. Hey, I'm I'm thinking of buying a new sweater. So you're think, either listening to me or reading my mind, and I don't like either. So do you think people are going to continue to go, "Oh, that's awesome," or not even worry about it, or they're going to start saying, "I'm sick of that," and they're going to not want it? I think most people are like, "Ha ha, hey girl, get my nails done." Oh, what? Oh, never mind. Who cares? Because they're like high on social media, so they don't give a shit. They just want to post pictures of their food. They're like dumb kids. And well, that's what Facebook else. is for. Well, yeah, but then when you see shit like that, you'll pause and be like, oh, it's kind of weird, but then you'll be like, you know, oh, gotta play Farmville. So they don't give a shit. Oh, yeah, for a long time, I had to keep deleting the the game stuff that people kept sending me. It's driving me nuts. Gay or game? Game. Oh. Yeah, you know, yeah. people would be paying this candy <laughs> thing, and yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hear what you said because I no, was, that's okay. Yeah, you know. yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, yeah, the internet send a free life or something. I don't even play that damn game. 
Which they game? Not just gonna, I think it was Farmville. Oh, Jesus. I played a little bit of Farmville back in the day. How about that Candy Crush, though? No, I don't know. <sighs> What's the one, the mean, was it the bird one? Uh, what was it called? Angry, Angry Birds. Birds. Angry Birds, yeah. Oh, man, I played uh, that. I played that for a while. That was Hey, like, kids, yeah. do you remember 10 years ago? It's the 10 years ago Facebook game chat. Yeah. Stop so, making me feel old. But that's an example of trends and oh hell yeah reference right and taste people figured out that they could play them little time waster games i suspect a lot of people went oh wow this wasted a lot of time right they probably have a place i can remember my grandparents sitting around playing like you know, books whatever cross whatever little games bridge. they probably play bridge also but no no individual games like with a pen and a book that cross words and oh, you know, okay. yeah. puzzle yeah. games but, but that was a Ghost brings out a good point because the games that we used to play in the old days were sociable games because we sat around the table and we had inter you know we, we interacted with each other while we were playing the game. So if you were playing bridge or setback or or mahjong or whatever the hell it was, um, you know you had people and and I do the same thing with dominoes. You know I I became a real dominoes freak. Therefore, when I go on my cruises. I have a big crew that, that loves to play dominoes and, and we bring two or three sets and all that kind of stuff. But, it, but the game, we're kind of playing the game, like in the background, it's almost like a subliminal thing. And it, it, the, the main thing is yakking with each other and having social contact where a lot of the games today, especially the first person shooters and stuff, you, you don't want contact with anybody else. You're just in it for yourself. And, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I my, actually my have a uh, a game night every week now, like a sit down at a table non digital game night. And it's not Dungeons and Dragons, right? College. It's a punishment. I remember playing that social game Solitaire a lot with a deck of cards. No, I played Monopoly a couple weeks ago. I played Uno last week. I think I played Life. Yeah, Uno's a classic. Oh, you're going through all the 70s games? I don't know. It's just ones that we had as I mean, a, a like. The they stopped making material games. Well, they have other they have other real fun, more adult games too. I mean, you know what the the, the well, cards against the world or whatever the hell it's called or cards something like that. Humanity. You remember no. when? Wow, those uh, are hilarious. You remember when Pictionary was big and everyone was having Pictionary games and drawing? All yeah, that crap. my parents used to have that shit when I was growing up. It drove me nuts. Yep. Hosh cribbage, yeah. Well, so I remember being like a quote unquote hardcore gamer, like PC gamer, all that stuff. And, you know, we'd, we'd hear the numbers coming out like, oh, this game's got so many million people playing. This game's got so many million people. And then all of a sudden, like Facebook and mobile games start popping up millions and millions and millions. Like, what is all this? And it was just people playing on their phone because they want to play a game and they're playing board games on their phone and they're playing, you know, Farmville or whatever on their phone. And, and that since like, I think trumped um, a lot of uh, the gaming that quote unquote, quote unquote gaming that happens is out now just in mobile spaces. So all the stuff, people still play dominoes and hearts and chess is huge in the online community. There's, there's YouTubers out there that are like, I don't know how many views they have, how many subscribers, but they're just massive, massive chess channels. And it's, they're actually really fun videos. I've watched a ton of them. I don't play chess that well, but I really enjoy the videos. 
my wife plays constantly at night. She has on her phone um, a little slot machine game. It's you know it's free. It's not real money. It's just a slot slot machine. They have tournaments and it's a huge thing that people just get together and sit in these rooms and play slot machines. It's kind of funny to watch her do it. Like, she takes it pretty seriously and it's like it's not even real money. But for can her, you, it's that's how she enjoys it. You know? Can you online smoke a cigarette while you spin that, the? That'd be uh, awesome, the... wouldn't it? <laughs> Smoke it, smoke a cigarette online instead of physically smoking a little cigarette you emoji. The, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you could see the cigarette while you pull the, the lever. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Sweet. Having like robots come around and ask for drinks or something. That's what kids are for. Go get daddy a beer. <laughs> Playing slots, go get me a beer. Yeah. Um, Dana, why don't you pick the gun shop to make? still awake Ooh, can i pick one if he's not awake dano you can pick one <laughs> i did a i did a video on friday it was a cool shop i was in portsmouth arkansas and i asked a couple of guys what's a cool gun shop so i did a video on it it's called fort chaffee outfitters it's in fort smith arkansas and it's honestly one of the best gun shops i've ever been to so it's it's really really cool a uh, huge selection it's got a, it's a it's a huge building and the staff was awesome. They're very, very knowledgeable. Um, they had a nice little couch area where they sit down and have coffee. But they had everything, everything you could possibly want, they had at this shop. And it was really, really awesome. I was really happy to go there. Somebody said Stratego in the chat. And I just want to say, yes. Stratego is awesome. That's so going back fun. a long ways. They no, they have a new version out with like oh. new rules. But you, I don't play the new rules. I just play the original one. It's awesome. It's not like it used to be though, where they had the the little. You still have the little castle pieces, but you have to like stick the things on it, which is stupid. I like the ones that were just like engraved with the silver paint or the gold paint. That was awesome. There it is. How about that? It's a really cool gun shop. I really, really liked it. They had a huge, I mean, I'd say a huge, but it's bigger than most gun shops that I've seen. Uh, a women's only. They had all sorts of different concealment holsters and purses and all sorts of stuff for them. But, I mean, it, it was a really good shop. I was really impressed with it. Hey, I like it. Racks that aren't just full of ARs. That's awesome. Exactly. Not that I have a problem <laughs> with that, but just, oh, my God, every shop in California is all ARs. Right. So a lot of fire starters and bear spray mm -hmm. and flashlights here. So more of like a everything store? Yeah, I mean, they had like a whole aisle of survival stuff. I mean, they had all sorts of, of camping stuff. I and mean, they had, it wasn't just a gun shop. It was, it was an outdoor shop. It was pretty awesome. But you can tell it to me, it's a huge shop. How uh, far away from your place is this? This is about two, two and a half hours from my house. Um, it's in... It's about five minutes from the Walther factory. They're the ones who sent me over there. They guys said, you got to go check this place out. So I went over there, and they got a smith there. I mean, they can do pretty much anything you want there. I like that relaxation area. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You weren't offended by the guitar store Indian? No, hell no. Oh, sweet. So you can, like, sit – I mean, do people sit – do they have, like, coffee makers and stuff? You can sit yeah, down Yeah, there's a coffee, coffee machine. They, they, there was oh. coffee there. They had a box of donuts, you know? I mean, they just come on in oh my God. and make a day of it, you know? I love that. 
donuts, a coffee, a place to sit down. How much better does it get than I submit? Yeah, it, it was it was honestly one of the coolest gun, gun shops I've ever been to. Like, I'm definitely going to try to go there as much as I can. Like, if I'm going through there, I've got to go right by there to go to Tulsa and stuff. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a place oh, to man. stop in. That is a well-stocked pistol case or a handgun case. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. They've got rifles and ammo that just go on and on and on. You know, that lever, they've got bolt action. They've got semi-automatic from 22 all the way up to the big, big calibers that you could use for hunting. So they've got the selection. It's it's unbelievable. I was very, very impressed with the knowledge of the staff behind the counter. They really know their stuff. And like I said, i got a Smith there. As soon as you walk in the door, there is a dedicated... So you notice the, like, pans and the music in the background? Dude, you basically did a commercial for them. How long were you... I did, with, yeah. How long were you in the store, do you think, altogether? Um, half an hour. Okay, so I was going to say, I, you know, I'm probably bullshitting or whatever, but... Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, filming, probably 10 minutes, but, I mean, just I was in there for 20 minutes, just bullshit with the owner and the staff and all that, so... That's what it's all about. Like, this is something that if they went to pay some... You know, service or some guy in town. You charge them hundreds of bucks for this, at least hundreds of bucks. Maybe be able to get it out to some people. But you basically what you built them here is you know commercial. Just the size and scale, flavor, and the variety of the stuff they got. That is a lot of purses. Formative. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's what it's all about, man. So I'm, I think that's great. And you know, you just did this on your computer. Obviously, you didn't need a bunch of suits. No to put it all together just a little bit of working online you didn't go to school or nothing for it you just watch some youtube nope. videos on how to use the software and right. talk to people about what software to use and yeah came out with like i said this is the kind of shit that i'm sure they'd be proud of you know seeing something like this just exist and this it's is kind of cool on, on the facebook they have a facebook page and that this thing has been shared 24 times i'm assuming it's by people that live in that area and the gun shop and employees and all that but it's been shared 24 times, so um, yeah, I'm assuming they appreciate it. So it was really, it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. Cool shop. It is a really, really cool. I was, it's like I said, it's one of the coolest shops I've ever been to, and I had, I never heard of it before. You know, um, you've been there since 2009. Only thing I'd throw in there is something like a map. So I usually use a map to uh, get. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Okay, or something. Um, you know, just kind of give people an idea where it's, you know, where the hell it is. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll do that the next time. That's over on the gun streamer. It is, of course. Oh, and then a link to their shop. I was going to uh, in the description down here. You don't have like an actual link. Who did one, Gary? What did I do? Let me just did a, a video of the shop. Also, no, it wasn't me. Then it was Gunsnob. I think it was Gunsnob because I think I was watching watching his video of this engraver, and then right here he like threw. <laughs> Right on. So one of the reasons we do the show on a daily basis is so that we can feature a gun shop every day. So that was an awesome review and hopefully inspirational. 
uh, you did that with basically your camera and you just went in said hey I'd like to take a video they said okay you did took you like yeah. three, 10 minutes worth of whatever maybe another hours worth of editing something that'll be there forever even if they change the shop or do a remodel or something happens and they move locations you know they'll always have that as a remembrance and uh, it's cool you got a picture of their sign outside so that's cool see their phone number and everything right away and you never know yeah. with that kind of video the way you did it just panning this the, um, inventory like that somebody might see like that one uh, whatever the hell that big hunting pistol thing was and go oh yeah I've been looking for that forever that's happened a couple of times with people who've done reviews of their shops and you know the shops will get calls and say hey I'm, I saw that thing in a video do you still have that you know like send it to my FFL yeah, I never thought about that, but I mean, yeah, man, like I said, I mean, it was one of those, that was the first kind of like on location thing that I've done for a gun shop, like an actual tour. And I'm kind of glad that was the first one because it was an amazing gun shop. I mean, I, I, I went over there, looked, I walked in the door and I was like, okay, I got to get my camera. So I asked the owner, I said, do you mind? He goes, no, man, go ahead. And it was just, we'd sit there and talk for a little bit and then it was just great, you know, and it was really cool. I enjoyed the whole experience. All right, we'll go left to right, and your favorite board game, Angelina? Checkers. Ugh. Cycle camp? Board game would still be Monopoly, I think. Uh, Ugh. Acquire. What? Real board Called game. Acquire. Great board game. Never, is anybody going to confirm that's really a board game? Just making shit up. You made it up. Uh, Ghost? Axis and Allies. Oh, interesting. Went full I love that game. Almost 100% nerd right there. Gizzard? Oh, hell yeah. Well, there's a new one my daughter got me last year. It's called Pandemic. That's good. That's a good game. A lot of fun. But you got confirmation, so it exists. Hosh? Warhammer. Warhammer. 40K, 40K or Fantasy. Hold on. Is this a board game or some kind of weird role-playing game or something? You can play it. On, you play it on a board. It's just big, very big. Yeah. All right. This is some kind of. Well, that's like saying Dungeons and Dragons is a board game. I mean, yeah, yeah you use graph paper, but no, no, that you have to have actual things on the table to play it. Relativity. It's seems... not a talk. It talk your way through a game. Relativity. You got to have a whole bucket full of dice. I mean, Jesus. Relativity is saying sorry is the best board game. Yeah, I guess depending on the army you have, you could have a bucket full of dice. That is true. Uh, Clover is saying Warhammer also. Oh, yes. Risk. What did I you remember? Do? What is Warhammer? I've never heard of that one. Me either. Warhammer is awesome. It's the Dungeons awesome. and Dragons tool. No, it, it's not. It has nothing to do with Dungeons and Dragons. There's no like characters or anything like that. Well. Anyway, there, it's it's awesome. It says war is it a new one? War game that simulates battles between terrestrial armies in a medieval fantasy theme, based on or as in other miniature war games, players use miniature models to represent warriors and artillery. So it's like, uh, what was that one game? Uh, Risk. No, on a computer game. Uh, damn, where you'd have to like mine minerals and make little things and then you'd have enough critters to go attack little snails. Warcraft? It's like Warcraft except in real life? Yeah. 
but you don't have to mine anything. You, the, you, the army is the army. You field the army, and the army has a cannon, and if the cannon gets blown up, then the dudes can get away from the cannon, and they can go fight. Like, there's vehicles that people can get out of the vehicles. It's awesome. So we got two boats for Sari. Marco is saying Sari also. Um, pandemic is unique in that all players play together against the game, not in competition. That's a well, it's got to be it's a survival game, right? You're basically, yeah, you're trying to wipe out uh, global disease and stuff like that. And meanwhile, the stuff's outbreaking all over the world. So you're trying to, you know, as a team, you're going around trying to cure all these diseases before they outbreak and kill everybody. Secret Hitler's a good board game. Uh, Dan? Uh, I would go for um, Trivial Pursuit. Oh, interesting. So, hold on. I'm looking for, I guess, Trivial Pursuit's a board game, even though it's a card game. Is it there? has a board, the pieces of the pie, yeah. Yeah, you have to move around. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a piece, and then you got to get the pies in your pieces. Then you got to race to the center. Yeah. Is this the Acquire game you're talking about, Gary? Or Dead Horse? Yeah. This game's been out since the 60s, so I'm very surprised none of you have ever heard of it, but okay, so it no, is. talking about that other game. He was talking about Endemic. You were talking about this one. Yeah, of course. Okay. So you've had these bookshelf games before? Has anybody else had these bookshelf games? Oh, my what? God. What? So no, mine are just in regular boxes. Oh, the wooden box bookshelf ones? I've had those. They're not, I guess they might be wood, but uh, there was a whole series of these ones that we would call them bookshelf games because they were different than board games. Board games were like the, you know, for kids, and these were like for adults or something. So they had like way tougher rules and all kinds of cooler stuff. So this was one of my favorites. You'd have these little pegs and these little spanners look like wrenches, and it was basically. What's that? Isn't there a computer game where you have to draw a line across the screen and somebody else is drawing a line the other way? Kind of like Tron motorcycles. So it's kind of like Tron motorcycles, except also like checkers. So each turn you'd be able to put a new peg in and then connect your pillar that you put in with your existing pillars. And you'd be, in, at the same time, you're making a line across the board, you're blocking your opponent. So that one was pretty crazy. So did you have any of these other ones besides Acquire? I think we had Acquire also. I'm surprised nobody said Catan. Sellers uh, of Catan? I don't know that one. Really? That's a great game. But nobody's heard of these bookshelf games. Nope. nope. No, I haven't. Acquire. Yeah. That's, that's 50s what I and think. 60s. When the two oldest guys in here haven't heard of it, that says something. Oh, it was too high. It was classy. I can't help it if you weren't classy. Ooh, take that. Well, it's uh, very intellectual, too. It's like, especially at yeah, You lost me on that one. I eat crayons for dinner, so you. I didn't to. like Battleship. I've never liked Battleship. <laughs> uh, I, I, I sense a snootiness amongst us. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because those were definitely the funnest games because they were just. Wait, did, did our intellectual just actually say funnest? Funnest. Funnister. They were funner than the funnest. most funnest. funnest. The most is funnest. All right. So we'll see if anybody else say anything on the chats there. Battleship. Battleship was pretty good. I hated Battleship. Really? There's no tactics to it. Yeah, it's shitty. 
battleship. Oh, you played the old put the boats on the side of the square tactic. There was battleships in it. That's why I like it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's cool, but Jesus. Just like real life, some dude screaming about some random space in which they try and blow something up. I think Clover said Clue, and Clue was, Clue was a fun one. I did enjoy Clue. Uh, Parcheesi? I've heard of that word, but I don't think I've ever played Parcheesi. I think um, I played it once. I did not like good old yeah, backgammon. Does anybody play backgammon? I was going to say backgammon, but I never understood That's that damn fun. game. I still have a set, yeah. Michael just went into backgammon. Didn't you say you just you had a whole bunch of people you play backgammon with? No, no, that was Domino's. Oh, Domino's. Backgammon. Even older than backgammon. My day, yeah. Chess would be my second runner-up. Cribbage. I love cribbage. But that's not a board game. It's a card game. With a board, though. Yeah, so it's keeping score. Right. All right, so board, so, so we're talking about board games. I'm just going to throw out there because I've been doing the cards and stuff. You can totally make a board game. So if somebody wanted to be creative and come up with a Second Amendment type of board game, that's another way to create audience and to gather people who are out there that might not be using YouTube or something else like that by you know creating an actual thing that you know maybe goes to gun shows or sell it to gun shops or something. I don't know, but uh, you know you've got the, the what do you call them, the platforms now like Indiegogo and uh kickstarter where you can get you know an idea uh jump started get people venture capitalize it you know turn it into an existing thing and then uh maybe use that as some outreach to get second amendment stuff out there in a different way about so like, if, you did, if you did a gun game it'd have to be based like on a game of life or something like that where you're trying to build a good gun collection or something yeah, exactly. I was going to say something like Operation with an AR-15, but yeah, or something like Life, where you're trying to build like the ultimate gun uh, man cave or gun collection or something. Mm, sorry, shit hit the fan. So can we call it that? Hmm. But nobody be sorry. So just something else. Uh, well, I like I like some of the elements of Monopoly because you'd have like the. Instead of the chance card, you'd have the new legislation cards, <laughs> you know, that would screw you up all the time. You know, chance card. Oh, boating you accident. Just got you all of your guns, guns confiscated. That's right. <laughs> you know, you land you on a square where risk warrant issued, go directly to jail, lose all your guns. You You've know? just been red flagged. Turn <laughs> the money on the tax stamp and stuff like that. But the, but the problem is the winning strategy of, of Monopoly is to get more money than everybody else and bankrupt everybody. And the, I can't figure out what the winning strategy of, of a gun game like that would be. So I like the elements, Acquire you know, some of those guns. elements, but I don't like, I don't like, uh, you know, that's why I think like the game of life where you're trying to build a collection and, you well, know, get a representative sample of all different short on money. They can sell their guns at a gun show or sell them to other players and stuff like that. Acquire more guns to build your electronic presence. It could be like Magic the Gathering, and you could have like, you know, like they would confront each other, so like a 9 million lose <laughs> to everybody, and 45s would win. Oh, yeah, the guy plays the BAR card, and you're totally screwed, you know? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, I'm bringing a minigun. You can make it, call the game Acquire More Firearms. There you go. Woods out there says you could try to build your own gun company in the game or something. You, know, you start out with an FFL, or you start out this, that, and the next thing you know, your big one is you own a gun company. 
Building recalled and stuff like that. Oh, Sorry, you built your company in California. Lose you five friends. Like <laughs> contracts or like new innovations or something. Yeah, yeah, cool. Like government contracts would be a great one. You know, town yeah, in Missouri outlaws all guns. Called acquire. <laughs> Release statement to media. You try to buy saying, the other gun companies until you're like the gun company. You own all the other gun companies. NRA, NRA lets you down again, lose a turn. Right. Release statement to the media saying all guns only need five rounds. Change the face of all gun manufacturing for 20 years. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Make deal with devil to include Hillary Hole in your firearms. Oh, God. <laughs> lose 10 turns. <laughs> See, we got the chance cards. I mean, we're, we're just knocking them off right here. I mean, we already got a whole stack of them. We got yeah. the negative stuff. We got to come up with the positive stuff. <laughs> you develop <laughs> You develop sweet, sweet Tannerite, make $100,000. YouTubers start blowing themselves up, lose five turns. Your gun was featured in a video. Game sales have increased 30%. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Liberals take over Congress. Gun sales skyrocket. <laughs> <laughs> movies movies use your firearms a prominent anti-gun actor uses your firearm in a movie <laughs> sales go up goes on late, late night tv to say how he's for gun control <laughs> move back three spaces yeah because it's always it's always like out a tweet that he was given a gun in a parking a lot. like every one of them it's like you get some money but then you lose a turn <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty messed up. Maybe it could be gun shops, and then you're trying to acquire inventory, and you have customers, and you have all yeah. those different political things we talked about. And then yeah, you start off as a private guy and just doing a couple sales here and there, and then maybe you get to the point where you get your FFL, and then you get a storefront, and you know, make yeah. deals with distributors you and could, things like that. You could make something like that, like The Sims, where like you have a gun store and you got to devote so much of it to like table space for selling products so much for like ffl for holding guns oh yeah paper. yeah like you could do that easy you could probably mod a game that already exists to do that yeah like sim city would be like that or sims the sims would be like that you know what, what's you what's the one that they advertise on tv all the time that has a really great commercials the animated commercials oh man what, what do you mean? Where the guy starts off as like a troglodyte and then he oh you know, uh, oh god he's doing, he's doing stuff for his wife his wife gets more beautiful as the thing goes on and he, he starts he starts off at a cave and he ends up on a on a castle deck oh, with her. God, what you is know that? what I mean, though. Yeah, like it's World of Empires or something. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, man. Everybody starts out with just sticks, and then you're like, "Hey, what if we yeah. put some fireworks on the end of this stick?" Age of Empires. No, it's Age of Empires is a different. It's a mobile game. Something of Ages, I think, is what it's called. It's on my phone, and my phone is charging in the other room. So but I like that. I like I like the uh, you know the gun sale game or something like that. You know, and maybe you become an international uh, weapons uh, manufacturer distributor. That'd be fun. Yeah, I think Clover was talking about like the properties could be different states, and different states are going to have different restrictions. So you have to play the game within those states. Rise of Empires, like. Gun Guru. Rise of Empires is what it's called. Gun Guru for the name you're saying, Gary. Yeah. What if you had like 
what if we what if we took operation the the game but it was like a gunsmith version right that's not cool so like tricking out your ar yeah but like if you like the you have a like a uh if you do it wrong you have an accidental discharge and smoke comes out of the game (laughs) you run together and it looks like one of them little gopher guns or what is that company the mouse guns or turtle what's the name of that goat guns guns, yeah and you put it together and then instead of having like the the thing buzz and have a little light go off like internet trolls tell you how your gun is wrong (laughs) (laughs) it just while you're playing it it's posting to instagram to piss people off i love it that would be kind of cool uh, make it kind of an alert, cool learning thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. An app that sends your finished product off to Instagram. That would be kind of like some sort of little gun. Maker. Like a mobile, a mobile game. I've got all the ideas, guys. Who wants to make this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any money or anything. Just do it. Ooh, Ashley up there says so the name should be Two A Life. That's a pretty cool name. And it would every player gets a different state. Exactly. <laughs> some of the states you are get, easier. If you get California, you're fucked. Or New York, <laughs> or shit, you know. Like if you want to play hard, they give you California. And you're well, I like I like Clover Tax idea. I like Clover Tax idea where you know you have the properties around the board like Monopoly, but the properties are different states, and you know you you either try to build stuff on them or get the hell away from them. You know. Oh my God, I know, I know what it is. You know how like when you play Oregon Trail and you can be the banker from Boston. It's like an Oregon Trail game, but you're like the IT manager from California. <laughs> you're the investment banker from New York, but the laws are totally effed, so you can't do anything with guns. One player has to be the ATF agent or something. <laughs> oh, that would, that would be hilarious. <laughs> you gotta draw straws if he gets to be the ATF. You can be oh, a gunsmith from Texas. That barrel's not right. anymore. Nope, oh, that magazine isn't legal. No, you can shoulder. Nope, you can't shoulder anymore. You can't shoulder. Yes, you can. No, you can't. No, you can't. Yes, you can. You got caught with uh, five illegal magazines and a barrel that is 16 inches, but they don't say it is. Go directly to jail. And then it plays like some 8 bit sound. <laughs> you must pay me $200 for your SBR and wait seven turns before you can roll again. <laughs> <laughs> Toby got caught with a case of waiting for their gun to get out of jail. <laughs> Wait five days. So was it Dano that said Trivial Pursuit is his board game? What about some sort of a two-way Trivial Pursuit? Have the isn't Trivial Pursuit like colors like yeah, yeah. movie yeah. and health and I don't know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I love that. yeah, the whole the whole deal with Trivial Pursuit is it's categories. So you come uh, up so, with- so you got plenty of categories. I mean, you know, for firearm stuff. Shotgun, yeah. rifle, right? Well, no, I mean, mm-hmm. you could do you could do gunsmithing, you could do gun history, you could do guns in sports, like actual like by entertainment, just like just like you guys are doing. I mean, yeah. 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 that's already exist. You know, guns in the movies. What a great what a great category. You know, somebody's like burning up pencil lead, writing all these yeah, ideas down. Something to do with all these two uh, A creator cards. I'm literally movies. making a note in my phone right now. Somebody's <laughs> burning paper up. Like, oh my god. I'm seeing some dollar signs here, guys. And then you could just have a section on, like, famous anti-gun quotes. Well, before before we go any further, let's make sure we let everybody know that all the ideas mentioned during this episode are copyrighted by the moderators of the panel. So you're not allowed to use any of them without panels. 
That's correct. Um, unless it's really good, in which case we'll let you get away. Unless you cut in, you got to cut us in. You got to cut us in, exactly. Is My a collective dumb face group, on we the require 51% of the stock. Is a collective group 51% of the stock? That's all we ask. You just need to pimp some YouTube channels. You'll probably be all right. <laughs> <laughs> or some Instagram, whatever. Oh, man. I could go for a while on this one. Uh, famous battles in which, you know, revolutionary firearms were deployed for the first time. Um, man. Common misconceptions, right? Oh, my God. Yes. Common oh, yeah. About firearms. That's awesome. Well, you could just do have a category on foreign guns also. I mean, you imagine all the guns that are foreign-made over the years that are oh, great yeah. classic guns. <coughs> You'd have a category just on the AK-47 and all the variants and all the other I mean, stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, those would have to be booster packs because if people... Oh, yeah. They're not going to want to play a game that delves into it, right? But you could have a basic set and then... You know, by you know whatever you're into, World War One or two, or laws, or whatever. yeah, you can have the gun nerd version. Clover said, "One percent rule the gun channels." Yeah, in one percent in perpetuity, most will go. Yeah, that that would most will go. Absolutely. I would say one percent's not. That's a drop in the bucket. Five percent would be like. I was. A, I was going to say. Yeah, I think five would probably be fine too. You know. Okay, who wants to go on uh, Shark Tank next week? Dude, I'm it. serious. There's some really cool ideas. I mean, I'll go. You know. We're already in LA. <laughs> yeah, she's already been beaten up as badly as she can be beaten up. It can't get any worse. <laughs> she's like, like, I got nothing else going on. Let's do it. I still like this operation concept, though. There's been two or three games concepts that have been really good. Yeah, well, I think it'd be awesome to sit there and be able to learn how to build an AR. You know, you can use it with your kids. Your kids can sit there and learn. While you're building an AR, they can be playing the game until they're old enough to do it themselves. That's awesome. If they put the wrong barrel in and they click the all done button, it starts, a siren goes off. You got exactly. arrested. Exactly. Sorry, son. You can't use that eight and a half inch barrel with that fixed stock. Oh, sorry. You use the, uh, the trigger system that came with that AK-47 kit you bought. Okay. <laughs> you made an automatic weapon. That's right. <laughs> but but the truth of the matter is that the 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 game about either you know putting together firearms or or doing the gun shop it really is more like Dungeons and Dragons because there's so many elements of chance where okay well let's let's roll up and see if the ATF actually made it to your doorstep. Oh, you got to roll for initiative. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I gotta roll a D twenty to see if oh I critically failed. The ATF has taken all my guns. <laughs> who who wins the shootout on the confiscation lawn, you know? Oh Jesus. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> now we're getting it's like a you could do like a uh so there was a board game I used to play, which was an amazing board game. And if you can find one, it is super awesome. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, but it's much, much easier to approach. It's called Hero Quest. Um Hero Quest had expansion quests that you could buy. And it used the same items from the game in, in your game with a couple additional ones. You could easily do something like that. Just have like a standard board and have scenario. Like you could have, you could have like a scenario based, some kind of firearm, um, like a, you're a defender and your, your player that's coming in has three guys. Where are they entering from? And you could place windows and all that stuff. Like you could do a whole, like, uh, 
entrance type of a gun altercation even with with something like this well that's that's pushing uh that's pushing the bounds but i think that'd be awesome so are are we talking like uh instead of a cards against humanity where you're putting together like a um sort of like what does that thing call like a mad libs of swears yeah giggles what if you did like uh mad libs of a scenario and then you uh threw out like what you might do you know so like you're in a alley and someone confronts you yeah but it was like a board you'd have like an alley board or like a house board and the i'm talking like cards or humanity where there's just this concept and then you come up with like ways to uh address that situation so the situation is described randomly and then oh that's good too and talks about like how they would deal with that situation yeah that's good too you're traveling and you have no firearm and the cab stops and the doors are locked you know i don't know somewhere like you know the things that two or three cards could establish the scenario Mm -hmm. but i just think it's i think it's kind of funny to have like the uh scenario of you're in a house like you're the defenders of the house and the people attacking you get to place like entry points and then you have to kind of like position your people with doorways and and whatever to defend against it. and you could put like a shotgun on this guy or you know a rifle on this guy and it would all be based on and they wouldn't know because you'd reveal the board as the entrance team came in to attack you kind of thing yeah you'd be rolling to see okay how how good was that hit you know general relativity on the gun channel side says get to the range can you collect all the gear to make it to the range before your friends? <laughs> you Wait. forgot coffee. So now let's go to the range. Your accuracy loses 5%. Let's go <laughs> to the range if everybody's still interested in pursuing this. And what games could be created that could be played at a range to, I don't know, learn something or uh, bring new shooters on board in a different way or to emphasize skills that you don't already have well the i can kind of give you an idea of what the the december drill of the month is going to be a card game and you um so i mean everyone plays cards understand the concept of cards playing cards and i'm incorporating that in the drill of the month but if i think if you try to make it fun using a card game or you could uh play tic-tac-toe with you know a big target with two people you know, playing tic-tac-toe, kind of block the holes and all that. I mean, it's it's all sorts of stuff you could do. I know there's somebody that has a deck of cards which are uh, drills. And you would, like, I think the concept is you shuffle the deck and pull one out and then, or a couple out, and either they together establish some kind of drill or you just do, you know, stack them. If you, you draw two, you do both of those drills. It's like sexy dice, but for gun drills. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and then I think it's just to give you some um, randomness to your training, so that when you're, you know, you're going to the range, but you know, instead of being prepared for what you're going to do, boom, you find out at the range, you know, at the table, at the moment, what you're going to be doing. I like that. That's pretty cool, actually. Wow. I just, I just rolled lick my recently fired barrel. I like uh, I like the thing Psycho put out there. He says pew pew, a game similar to basketball's horse, 
except like you choose a card to determine what kind of target and what kind of gun and what kind of position maybe that you have to shoot from. Like 360 no scope? Everybody's just doing 360 no scopes in the range? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would be so good, yeah. <laughs> Probably not but, that one. But you get it like, like a 100-yard rifle shot or a 25-yard weak hand or, you Hold know, on. that kind of thing. Hold on. Do you know what 360 no scope is? Yes or no? Angelina? Yes. Michael? No. Uh, Dead Horse? Oh, yes. Ghost? Unfortunately. Posh <laughs> uh, does? Yes. You know? No idea. And I'm going to put it out to the audience who's out there watching on the Gun Channel side, and there's some people on YouTube, if you know what the... 360 no scope is. So, do you know who good guy with a gun is? That's how you would know what it is. Well, somebody said Matt V 2099. <laughs> that would be another example if you do that. But if you played a lot of video games, then you know what 360 no scope is. Play some oh, is it from back something back. besides good guy? <laughs> is it from something besides good guy? I thought it was good. Oh, guy. no. No, 360 no scope existed before anybody oh, actually started doing it with a gun. It existed before a good guy. 360 oh, no scope came from like uh, I think it was uh, the the Call Nazi game. Yeah, it was, it was no, no. It was before that. It was Day of Defeat. It was Day of Defeat. Uh, the Nazis versus the Allies back? game. Oh yeah, it goes way I back. Didn't realize that. Oh yeah, oh, okay. 360 no scope was like that was a that goes way 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 back. But it was basically you jump off of something or you're falling off of something and you spin 360 you spin and you have your shoot. your quote unquote sniper rifle and you don't <laughs> uh, go down the the barrel. You just fire and you kill somebody. It's called a three three sixty no scope. Oh okay, I thought it was just from Good Guy. I was no 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 no. It was way before that. Okay, so anyway, sorry I interrupted somebody. You're talking about. It might even have been. Uh... Unreal Tournament in 1999, I think, now that I think about it, with the sniper rifle. Nobody needs to know about Hero Spin. We're not going to get into that one. Why would you spin 360? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. It's three, three, well, it's what I thought 360 no scope is there was this guy called Good Guy with a Gun, and he went out to the range and stuck a camera on a tripod pointing at him, right? So, like, you could see his whole body at the range and he was shooting off to the right side of the screen and then he was like drawing and turning around like turning around 180 for some reason he was like never had done any kind of training or anything so he was just doing these weird spins and draws kind of at the same time it was almost like he was jumping up off the ground and spinning around it <laughs> drawing at the same time and then shooting. You know, I, okay. always, yeah, I always knew the 360 no scope was a gaming thing. That's kind of what I always yeah. wanted it to be. But I didn't well, know it could be. A, no that's what Google says. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to go. I don't. I, I kind of want it. I, I obviously want to. I'm mentioning it, but there used to be this game called Hero Clicks, and Marvel got attached to them. But before that, it was just like a, kind of a Dungeon and Dragons type game, and you had these little figures that you bought, and they had a base that the base actually rotated, and that was the stat line. And as the character took more damage, that you'd have to rotate the base until they died. But as they rotated it, they gained like certain powers as they got weaker or they got different functions and like think of that like if it was a again going back to my example of like in a house and you've got the invaders and the defenders and you have to like click the individual for wounds or whatever they're taking that's that would be awesome and it would all you know like dude you could buy oh man that'd be a lot of fun 
like more real because the games were always like super magic and Marvel like mutants and stuff like that. <clears throat> All right. Well, we've explored a bunch of different things tonight. Hopefully, give people some ideas, stuff, something to talk about uh, at the range or at the shop or at the gun show or on your own type of live chat or just conversation out there in the world. Uh, anybody else want to plug anything or chat about anything else before we head out? Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving. Uh, so just to piss you off. <laughs> is it, uh, I wonder if Yankee's going to have a chat on that day. Probably not. Um, Probably not. I would like to say yeah. uh, this is the time of year to have extra situational awareness around you. Most definitely. Oh, yeah, especially in parking lots. I'll be streaming on Friday. I found a part for my Webley. Oh, yeah, we're up. I found the hand, finally. Apex. Apex really? gun parts. And I found out what was wrong with that uh, Bodeo, why it wasn't, why it was actuating the trigger. There's a broken uh, piece inside the gun. But that I can't find a part for. But I may go to my brother-in-law, the ma the machinist, and see if I can I'm get him. Saying, to, you, yeah, I'm saying yeah. you probably could get that. Yeah. You know. Well, it's it's a it's a piece that sticks into the gun, and so it's like a an arm, and it just broke off. So I wonder if it's something we might be able to brace something onto it or something. But I mean, it doesn't affect the function of the gun other than the the loading you know where where you you squeeze a trigger and it doesn't operate uh, sorry you squeeze a trigger and it doesn't operate the hammer but it spins the cylinder around well on mine the hammer operates all the time so you'd have to load it like a regular double action and spin the cylinder by hand but other than that not a big deal and i also found out you can still buy ammo for that if i if i really want to spend some serious money so i may uh i may actually get some ammo for that and take it to the range and shoot it that, would be so that awesome. was my fun stuff for today. That's all All that happened today. I'm not going to lie, Hodge. It's kind of creepy watching you brush your beard. Just saying. <laughs> Go in my Discord chat. You won't have to watch me do anything because it's all boys. <laughs> if you hear the sound of purring in the background, then you can really get creeped out. Because <laughs> my cat does that. He purrs like a son of a gun when I brush him. Well, you know, I mute my mic a lot, but I don't want to tell you guys what I'm doing. That's a different chat for a different time. Beans will do Go it to, to Discord. You. All right. So um, they're saying that Yankee is not doing a chat on Thursday, so that's good. I don't have to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that discussion, aren't you? <laughs> General is saying, uh, get to the range. You can collect all the gear to make it to the range before your friends. I didn't realize what he was saying there. So, yeah, that does sound like a one that could be easy. Because, you know, you have, like, your ear pro and your eye pro, right? Extra ammo. You found your range bag. You have five more slots of inventory. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, but that's the kind of thing you could play with a kid or something. And it's ingraining good habits, you know, safety and the stuff you're going to need to go to the range and it can be in a couple of steps right five steps six steps almost like shoots and ladders easy right what if you use little 22s or 45s as your uh game pieces 
Now, shoots and ladders, that is the ultimate uh, kind of game you would play on this gun quest thing because, you know, the shoots when good things happen, uh, bad things happen, and the ladders when good things happen, right? Yep. So that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah, huh? That's a good point. So, like, a bad thing happens and you get brought back and interesting. It's called, but instead of shoots and ladders, it's called acquire guns and ATF. Wasn't life like that? It was a longer version. A of little it. bit, but you draw cards that would f you up. But I mean, it would shoot you back like shoots and ladders, just without. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Shoots and ladders is all positional, so there wasn't really much fun to it. It's just wherever the dice dropped you off. I tell you, it would be a cool concept if you did a scavenger hunt. If you got some gun shops and all in your area included in this, like do a scavenger hunt that ends up at the range or something. Oh, that'd man. be kind of cool. Wow! Now you're talking like or a, a, a geocache. A geocaching or something ends up at the range or something, yeah. Somebody's Pretty playing Oregon cool. Trail in the background right now. What the hell? I'm surprised you didn't say fox hunt, Hosh. Jeez. Well, everybody knows geocache. So I said fox hunt, then I, you know. You know, you sit in different places and you pick up different ammo or something like this, or, you know, eye protection, ear protection, get people to donate some stuff, and then, but everyone meets at the gun range and then you, you shoot. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, when you're trying to get to the range for this game, you take an extra turn to read the bulletin board and you find a sweet villain <laughs> again. That's like a that's a that's bonus points for the end of the game when you tally up your points. Or you, you, yep. you go up there and the gate is locked. You must wait for a member to unlock it or something. Find find gold cup nineteen eleven. Right. Five hundred bonus points. Right. Um, so we got 27 people watching, so I appreciate the, uh, support of watching the show and hopefully somebody will take some of the ideas and run with them, at least have a conversation out there. I do think there's probably some ways that we can uh, do things that are not necessarily even internet, but, uh, related that can get, uh, more people into 2A, some of our big, uh, needs really. And just uh, maybe even if there was just a game out there that was called some sort of a gun thing and it had some kind of a cartoony gun on it on the shelves, you know, it would get some news coverage and people would have a little bit of controversy probably, but it would be out there and, uh, you know, kids would be less afraid and they'd grow up less afraid. That's what it's all about. Spend one turn reading ad copy in range from 10 years ago. No, no, I take that back. 25 years ago. Think wad cutters are a good CCW carry. Negative two hundred bonus points. Yeah. What? What? Uh, what gener? What generation is this? <laughs> My range still has like old school ammunition posters on the wall, which is awesome. You go check those things out; they're all yellowed, showing <clears> you like crazy rounds, like you know, side cut rounds, like all lined up. It's really cool. So we're trying to end it, but they're still chatting out there. So he just cut it off. Woods just said Gun Channel's the board game, and that made me think, how can we use the Gun Channel's trading cards as some sort exactly. of... Yes! So yes! that there'd be some reason to acquire them, or is it like mm -hmm. making a poster or something that people would want to try you'd to... Have to have, like, you'd have to have like some kind of a rata of like a, a printout of uh, the different channels and what powers... Not powers, but, you know, like attributes they had. And then you like you build your team of... 
talking about with the existing ones that already are out there. That's what I'm saying. You you Just you'd have like a page. Too. You'd have like a page that said like, well, if you have the the gun channels card, you have a. If you're in a van, you get ten points to stealth. You, like you know what I'm saying? Like things like that. I'm going down we just play the hole. guess who game with with the channel. With oh, the okay, track. okay, or you could or you could be real simple. That's fine too. Oh, yeah. you, where you're sticking them on your forehead and people are trying to figure out who you are. Or like <laughs> the board game, you'd have like you'd pick one character, and then people would ask you questions about that character. Like, do they have red hair, or do they have a Glock 23 in their picture, or do they have uh, glasses? You know, yeah. and then it was process of elimination on what character you had, right? Do they do a weekly show? Are they a guest? Will the AR-15 bolt carrier fit in that ultrasonic cleaner you have? I can't believe you're talking about that in the live chat. If it does completely, will it fit too completely? Question mark. You ruined the whole thing. Are you trying to voice text chat? I don't know what you're trying to do. With the hashtag chat killer. One bolt carrier, ha 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 ha. Two <laughs> bolt carriers, ha 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 ha. All right. So, uh, is there going to be an after chat? Caleb's asking if there's going to be an after chat. But this has been an awesome show, by the way. It's been two hours. I don't know what anyone said there, except for Ghost said two hours. So is there? Gonna said, be it's been it's been a great chat. It's been two hours, but I'm going to bed. <laughs> That's kind of contradictory. It's been so fantastic. I have I'm to leave. To it's so fantastic. I wanted to end. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm not going to go after chat. I'm going to bed after this is over. I I'm going to bed, but I won't be able to sleep. I believe I'm what I said was it. Okay, so it looks like I might do an after chat. Uh oh. If Dano's come in, I'll do oh, it. Oh man! So there might be an after chat, uh, or not. There's, uh, or if not, there's uh, knives has a lobby going, and yes, yeah, so there's being more conversation going. Um, there was something else that was said out here. Get to the after chat. It's not a tumor. It's not an after chat. Oh, Clover was telling who was somebody was saying that they couldn't get to shot because they don't. Uh, Pati Gal, who's from uh, my Discord, actually, um, she was talking about shot show. I mean, she goes. I think she's in the industry, but um, she was talking about how to get people in, and Clover said that she uh, that he had posted something on it. Yeah, so I was looking back. Psycho said, "Yeah, seventy-seven subs." I mean, I don't know. They don't want everybody in the whole world going there. They want people to be pro-gun, though. So really what they're looking for is that you're pro-gun. And uh, unless they're full, then they you can apply. There's no, you must be this tall to enter. It's just they want to make sure that you're creating content and that it's pro-gun. You so, must be this pro-guns to enter. Yeah, exactly. So as long as you're uh, got something, then Clover, like you said, did a whole show on the various criteria and how to, you know, accomplish that. And uh, it's no secret or anything. It's just the, uh, um, whatever. They just don't want somebody in there. I think I forget who it was. Time Magazine. Or I don't. Know. Somebody went in there and just did a really shitty review of it and made it look, you know, different than it was. And they just don't want, and it pissed a bunch of people off, right? I forget who that was that went in there. It was two, three years ago, and uh, pissed a bunch of people off at shot. 
and they just don't want to deal with that, I'm sure. So they just want to make sure they're qualifying it with uh, making sure you're an actual pro uh, positive reviewer, not, not somebody trying to do gotcha stuff. Thank you. Hmm. All right, well, so now the chat is evolving into different subjects so people can uh, head over to oh, Gun Channels Training Card Bingo. Maybe that's the name of it. Uh, people can head over to Gun Channels. It sounds like you'll have a couple of options of live stuff to deal with, or you can go look at uh, old stuff. So, like, Hosh did his um, – trying to clear my throat. Hosh did his uh, ham radio crash course uh, on Friday. Uh, you yeah. can go that right now because it's recorded. You know, it renders into a video and is recorded on YouTube. And uh, do you move your stuff over to GunStreamer yet? Uh, they contacted me about auto uploading, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go figure out how that all works. That's my next step. How it's super complicated. Here's what you have to do. You have to reply to their email. Yes, yes I got the email. They said I needed to reply to them. So okay, yeah, that's all you got to do, and, and you're good. No, because then you got to wait around for like a while, and then it might be an hour or something, and then it happens. So okay. yeah, it's really complicated. Anyway, uh, on gun channels whatever you've got posted there from whenever you did your live show is available. So you can dig into gun channels and find all kinds of cool stuff that people have been doing. And it's a way to keep up with, uh, you know, like Ellis, he does his show on Tuesdays. So if you go earlier today, just go to his channel and check it out. It'll be there till next time he does a live show. Uh, Angelina, got anything coming out? Anything new? Saw the tablecloths. You got some kind of deal going where they get free stickers. Tablecloths, um, yeah. If you order custom patches for our Black Friday Cyber Monday thing, um, you get a matching order of stickers for free. So if you get 50 patches, you get 50 free stickers that match them. Or 100 or 200 or whatever. <clears throat> so there's like 10 spots on that. I think we got like four or five left. So um, Hundred, yeah. two hundred, whatever. I could get fifty patches and get two hundred free stickers. I like that idea. No, oh. I mean it doesn't. The math. I'm so I'm not a math major, but I don't think it works like that. But maybe close. But it's a good deal. Play one on TV. You're not a math major. Play one on TV. I won't even pretend to. Math is not my. I was a law student, so I don't fucks with the maths. Wait. All right. So, and I've already replied, or I already sent in my email for the Daily Gun Show. So this one, at some point, will be every time it happens here. You know, we do this thing live, only until GunStreamer does their live stuff, and then we'll move on. But uh, right now, this thing will be live. It'll render into a video, and then automatically go over to GunStreamer. So uh, if you want to set that up, just go over to GunStreamer and set up an uh, account. You need an email. And then uh, they've got a process there where you can set your channel up, pull the whole thing over, and everything you do gets automatically updated over there. It gives you a backup copy, which is nice, but more importantly, creates a larger two-way focused platform that we can all bring our audiences to. And as new people experience the internet and people figure out that there's more to do than just the established, bloated, dying platforms, uh, they'll have something to check out over there. And uh, with that, I think we'll quit talking and see everybody tomorrow, I guess. We're going to keep doing the show all through the 
quote-unquote holiday. And I don't know. I'm curious if people, I don't, I never inter thought about doing anything for Cyber Friday because of, uh, I mean, the hell, Racist Friday. Because I do stuff on Cyber Monday because I'm a online shop, right? I figured I'd do something for Cyber Monday, but people were suggesting earlier, was it in Ghost Show? That uh, yeah. maybe do something for Racist Friday also. So uh, I might, I don't know. I might also be driving friend of mine somewhere so I'm not sure if I'm gonna be around or not but give me some feedback uh, either on the on the description of this video or the you know the comments to this video over on Gunstreamer or uh, you can email us at uh, dailygunshow at gmail.com it's a long show I feel like I've been talking a long time you know, back in the 1800s there were guys that had these really gnarly mustaches and beards do you think they had a brush like that, Hosh? Yeah, I yeah. did. They totally did. And grease. And like mustache grease. And they'd oh, have yeah. over on it, and it'd be way more ornate. Yeah. You can email me at uh, babybeardbrush.com if you want to talk about <laughs> my brush, my brush life. Hashtag brush life. Beard brush life. Beard brush life. Guys and gals of GunWebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching GunWebsites.com.